chicas! Welcome to a new episode of Chica We Got This Podcast. This is your host, Maria Lisa. You can call me Mari because we're friends now. But hey. I want to welcome you to a new episode con mi chica Cristal. Girly, how are you? Welcome. Thank you, Mari. Thank you for having me. I am doing well. Doing well. Yay! I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. I to remind the people out there, this is um, a podcast that I opened up for Latinas to join me, tell me their story, their chisme, their business, so we can know more about them, become friends, and just bring our Latinas together because community is everything. And remember to be a part of the community that I'm forming by following my Instagram at Chico. We got this underscore pod. So, Lupit. Um, Cristal, like, te digo, estoy anonadada con lo que ha pasado. I'm very shook with what's happened. Uh, it's been so many people. And so I want to make sure that your story is heard, that we know more about you. So can you tell me a little more about what, uh, who is Cristal? What is she like? What does she do? You know, tell us about you. So hi, everybody out there in podcast world. Uh my name is Crystal, like she was saying. I am, oh gosh, there's a lot of facets to me. Um, well, <clears throat> first and foremost, I am third, let's let's go ahead and, and, and tap into um, my culture background. So mm -hmm. I am third generation Mexican-American, born and raised in Texas. Um, my first language was English. Uh, my parents were very very adamant about teaching me English first. Their first language was English. So you can kind of understand that, you know, where I come from, yes, I can speak Spanglish like the best of them, but uh, <laughs> like, like what Cardi B says, you know, my Spanish is muy ratata. Okay. So, um, so, <laughs> that is so, a lot, <laughs> so a lot of it pretty much stems from my background. Right. So, um, that's me in a nutshell when it comes to my culture, but I'm like super, very proud of where and who I am and where I come from and what my people have done in the past. It's, it's gotten to the point where I was like, why don't I look like the stereotypical Mexican, right? Like I'm not short, I'm not dark skinned. I'm, you know, like, what is it about me? So it kind of like, del I delved into whenever like the DNA ancestry thing was like big yeah. So I actually looked at that and shocker, I'm like 64% Native American. Um, I'm like more, I have more Irish blood in me than I do Spanish blood in me, which was like, oh, okay. Like this makes sense now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's, that's pretty much me um, culturally. Um, but I make sure that I like when I, I saw this Latina trend on TikTok, I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't, this is important, you know, let me yeah. go ahead and hop on this. So it was important for me. Cause I was like, you know, I'm very much into like proud of my culture, proud of where, you know, where I come from, like I said, but uh, I wanted to connect with other Latinas because there's representation matters. And I feel like more than anything, um, I'm in my forties. And so it was important for me. And I was like, Oh, let me just see if I can make some connections out there yeah. let's just see let's just see what happens yeah. you know and then I started at like 310 followers and then within a 24-hour period I was I got my thousand that's so exciting it was insane yeah right it's the support <laughs> and then you just feel as, like 
it feels like a hug. It feels like a estoy aquí, I'm here, like, hi, I want to know you, I care. And, and like, it just feels, it hits different. It hits different. It, it does, man. As the kids say, it slaps. So, Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? So, yeah, no, like, I met some really cool people thus far. And it's like, you know, you follow me, I follow you back. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm trying really hard to connect with some people. And it's really hard. It's difficult. And I'm like, am I viral? Like, am I an influencer? Like, what's happening? No. Should I be getting paid to talk? I know. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because it's like, I try really hard to like respond to all the comments and things like that. And I'm not saying I have thousands of followers that comment on my content, which yeah. I think my content is like pretty mediocre. Um, I think I'm funny, but my kids, I think, think you're funny. They are. My kids. Yeah. My kids are like, no nah, mom, you're not funny at all. You're, you know, of course they're going to, they're in, they're preteen and teenagers. They're going to be like, mom, you're oh. like, just your existence is irritating and, and, <laughs> I and know. gross. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, which is fine. I don't, you know, it's not, it's not that big of a deal, but you know, yeah. um, you know, my content out there is pretty mediocre. So it's like, whenever somebody comments on it, I'll be sure to comment back either if it's an emoji or something, or like I acknowledge it and I like it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that's important too. Cause a lot of times people get lost in, in this social media world and they forget like, Hey, we're people too, Yeah, you know? So, um, it's really hard. It's, I think it's harder for the younger generation to keep up too, because it's like, I, attention span is everything. Yeah. Attention span is everything. So, yes, yes, exactly. It takes, it takes a lot to grab attention and keep it and make that attention turn into action. Um, but we're trying out here. We're trying, doing our best. I do want to ask you uh, if you if you don't mind sharing, what part of Texas are you? Because there's so many Houston girls that I need to go see. Like I need to travel to Texas because there's so many of y'all out there. Um, are you close to Houston? I am actually. So I was born in Houston, but we actually settled in this little bitty town called Rosenberg which is southeastern part of, no, southwestern part of Houston. See, yeah, it's like, it's on, like, if you talk to any of the Houstonians out there, it's right off of I-59, right? So they're going to be like, oh, I know where that is. Or like, if you're going to I-59 South, like you're heading toward Victoria, you will bypass Rosenberg for sure. Um, So it's pretty cool because it's actually, when I grew up there, it was very like, fields and nothing was being blown up and then slowly but surely Houston is actually trickling down to my little part of town so like it's blown up last time I was there and so many things have like we have a target we have a like we have all these things now I'm like what like why couldn't we have this back when I was you know a teenager so it's pretty cool it's pretty cool well, I'm very glad that, you know, a little more people are coming, but at the same time, it's like, slow down. Slow yeah. Down. <laughs> Keep it small. But I mean, they build, they build on a postage stamp down there. So it's like little postage stamp land. Let's go ahead and put another thing up, you know, let's yeah. build another development. Let's put more houses. Let's do, you know, there's like tons of high schools now, which is oh, wow. insane, which makes sense because there's more people that live there. So yeah. kids obviously need a place to go to school. Back when I was there, there was only two high schools. And the high school that I went to, my parents went to. Yeah. 
Dang. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I'm well, girly, I want to know more about your, we already know your present. So tell me a little more about your past. What was it like growing up in your house? What was your family like? What was your experience? So growing up, I'm the eldest of three and I'm the only girl. So naturally I was like the second mom, right? Yep. And then even further than that, I was the eldest grandchild on my dad's side. So I had 14, you know, I have 14 other little cousins, right? Mm-hmm. I think I have a little bit more. I think I have like 15 cousins or whatever. But it's funny because it's like we were all within the same town. We were all like down the street from one another. So it was like we all grew up together like siblings, basically. Yeah. Um, my Theos and my Theos were basically, they would come in unannounced all the time. <laughs> and it'd be like, you know, and it would be one of those things where we were, we were all one big, huge, 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 very close, sometimes annoying annoying mostly annoying (laughs) annoyingly close family um but no like growing up I mean you know my parents they were very hard workers they get they you know would work I think my dad always held down two jobs my mom for the most part she was a stay-at-home mom but then she you know went back into the workforce and she held two jobs too so I mean they were very hard-working people they gave us any and everything that we could ever want within their means. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my brothers and I never really went, we never went hungry. You know, my mom, she was always in the kitchen making us something to eat. So we were always fed yes. <laughs> maybe a little too good, you know, uh. <laughs> uh, but no, like, you know, we, we grew up, I grew up, I, I remember we grew up in a really, you know, for the most part, there were obviously bad days, but for the most part, I can say that there were, there were some good days there too. So um, being the only girl and I can speak for myself. I can't really like, it's more of a culture thing, but girls, we were very strict. They were, they were very strict with me. Yeah. Couldn't really do much. Couldn't go out. Couldn't do anything. Right. Cause they're yeah. like, no, you never know. You know what I mean? So, yep. um, my brothers could get away with murder. They could do whatever they wanted. They could go to parties. They could, you know, hang out, whatever the kids made. For me, it was like, no, yeah. you'd be home by nine. I'm like, dang, I just want to go to a quinceanera. Okay, you'll be home by 10. I'm like, well, dang. I'm like, all right. So uh, that happened a lot. And uh, it was a a lot of pressure on me to, like, be the perfect one because you will graduate high school. You will go to college. You will become a doctor. You will, you know, they wanted all of that for me, right? And then what did I do? I rebelled and I joined the Navy as soon as I graduated high school. It's so funny you say that because that's like the one thing that puts a lot of people like, you know, straight and like kind of helps them find structure. Um, Yeah. What was that like? What was what was that? So being in the Navy, my dad was like super nervous about me being in the Navy because he his one go to thought was like, oh, my God, my baby girl, she's going to be like sexually assaulted. You know what I mean? And I was like, whoa, chill, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, of course, like with any and everything, you know, you got to be careful. Right. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I was like, if I were to stay here and not go anywhere, because there's a lot of people that I graduated high school with that have never left. Right. They stayed there and they may be happy with their lives, but I don't think I would have been content with that because I know for a fact that one, I would have to my parents couldn't afford to send me to college. Right. So I'd have to work through college, put myself through college 
probably wouldn't have worked out probably probably would have like dropped out of college probably I probably would have gotten pregnant I there's there's so many what ifs that could have went down but I know for a fact the reason why number one reason why I did join the navy is to pay for college because I knew I would be able to like afford it right Mm because the government would pay for it so that was the number that was my number one goal honestly um and then the perks were I was able to visit other countries. I was able to like experience different foods, meet other people. Mm-hmm. Like where I grew up, I never had Puerto Rican friends. I never had Dominican friends. I never had Filipina friends. I never had like, you know what I mean? It was very yeah. like sectioned off. Like you had Mexicans, you had black people, you had white people. That was it, right? Yeah. So we didn't have mixed culture. So whenever it was a culture shock, you know, joining the Navy and it actually like opened my eyes to meeting other people, meeting other cultures within the Latin community, um, which is pretty funny because, like, I know a lot of, like, my Dominican friends and my Puerto Rican friends, they would always rag on each other all the time. <laughs> and it was funny because it's, like, a lot of the Mexicans would rag on, all, like, we would rag yeah. on all, all each other, like, all the time, you know. <laughs> so it was, just, it was just fun. It was all in good fun, you know. But it was, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, I got to meet a lot of people and make a lot of great friends to this day still I mean I got out of the navy in 2006 and to this day I still like we're best friends still which is really 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 cool that's awesome that's really good my brother joined the navy as well um I I don't know he told me he traveled a lot and I I love that I love that but I do want to go back and go to like who you were before the navy who did Crystal want to be? Like, what did you want to do? Like, honestly, what's funny is like, I talked about this on one of my lives, actually. Like growing up in high school, I honestly wanted to be a radio DJ. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> like I wanted to go into radio. I really did. Like, I thought that would have been the cool thing to do. Like I was actually going to like touring campus of University of Houston and I was looking at the communications degree journalism degree and what I needed to do to do that and then found out real quickly it's not what you know it's who you know in the radio industry so it's Mm. like that was a huge deterrent for me and I was like well I don't know anybody I'm just like some high school kid who do I know you know so I was like eh let me not do that so um so then it was like okay well what else am I gonna do and just like any kid like we don't know what we want to do when we grow up you know we're just kind of like you know, going along with, you know, going along with the flow and just trying to figure out what we want to do. So that's where I was like, okay, well then what if I want to go into the legal aspect? What if I want to like do that? And then I was like, well, I don't want to be a lawyer. Cause I'm like, I looked at the schooling behind it and I was like, it's a no. (laughs) I was like, no. And then of course my dad was like, you're going to be a doctor. And then I was like, I did pretty decent in science, but I was terrible at math. And I was like, I kind of need to know that. Yeah. Maybe not. So I'm like, (laughs) so that's a no. (laughs) So then I looked at the, because I looked at the schooling at that. I was like, man, I'm going to be in school forever. I was like, nah. Right. So I was like, "Mm." so it just, it just got to the point where I was like, all right, well, let me just, you know, go into the Navy and see what happens. But you know, slowly but surely, I was just like, okay, well, I went, because in the Navy, I was a, a, I was in administration. So I was like, basically a secretary. Okay. So I did a bunch of paperwork and a bunch of like correspondence and things like that. I, I was like on the prissy side of the Navy. Yeah. I didn't like, I wasn't hardcore getting okay. dirty, 
That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, <laughs> we had a, a, a saying in the Navy, you choose your rate, which is your job. You choose mm-hmm. your fate, you know. Oh. So I was, uh, you choose your rate, you choose your fate. And so, like, I was an admin and, and you know, I was, my uniform was always clean. My boots were always shined. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was just, like, I could just go there and just, like, show I up. I like this. Type on my computer and I'm good to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, um. But no, I mean, I think a lot of, you know, I think trying to figure out who I was from high school to the Navy, like in that in-between time, that's the time where I was like, I don't know what I want to be. I don't know what I want to do. I know I want to do something. I just didn't know what it was. So fast forward, I met the love of my life while I was in the Navy. We got married like right after I got out. And then it was to the point where I was like, okay, I will follow him. So So I did. I followed him. We went to Chicago. We were stationed there for three years. We had our first daughter. And then from there, we got stationed to Japan. We were there for four years. We had our second daughter. And then when we came back to the States, it was like, okay, I need to do something with my life. It's my turn. It really is my turn. Like I need to do something. So I decided to go into healthcare. So I was 35 years old when I went to college. So those people out there saying like, oh, I need to know what I need to be when I grow up, when I'm 18. No, you got, you got a while. Yeah. You got a while. It's never too late. Exactly. So if this old bird can go back to college and get a college degree, anybody can, (laughs) anybody can. Yes. Be that example though. I'm very happy that you, that you made that decision to, to go back. Like a lot of people are still paralyzed by their fear and, and you said, heck nah. Um, it's my turn. So I'm very happy that you did that. How was that experience for you? Oh my gosh. So being the older of the older generation, going back to school, these kids are straight out of high school and you're going to college with these kids. Right. And of course Mm -hmm. their brains are a lot fresher. They can retain a lot more information than you can. And it took me a long time because my brain was not built that way. Having had two kids, you know, having that pregnancy brain, what we call it as moms, like you forget a lot. You have short-term memory loss, like all the time. Mm. So it took me a minute and I had like, had, I had to study, I had to study really, really hard and my kids being young. And it was a huge lesson for them. Cause they were like, Oh, I just want to, I just want to play with mommy. I just want to hang out with mommy. And it's like, mommy has to study. Yeah. So I was very fortunate and very, very lucky that I have a huge support system. My husband's like huge supporter. So he took the kids and he made sure that he, you know, took care of the house and he took care of me and made sure that, you know, I had enough, you know, coffee, made sure that I had enough food. You know, he was, he still is amazing. Um, But definitely back then, if you don't have a strong support system, it's kind of like, it's, it's a struggle. But uh, we kind of also teased and we're like, all right, well, if you let mommy study and she graduates on time and she passes her boards we'll take you to Disney world. And they're like, bet. <laughs> so, so they knew that like as a graduation present, we were going to take them to Disney world. Yeah. How was it? They loved it. Are you kidding me? They were eight at the time, eight. And I want to say five. So mm-hmm. old enough to understand what's going on, old enough to like be in the moment. Yeah. Girl, when we saw Elsa and Anna, <laughs> They were like in love. Are you kidding yeah. me? So we met all we I mean we did it good. We did it well. We we met all the princesses. We 
you know, we stayed at a resort where, you know, they had a huge pool and the kids love the pool. And, you know, we, we did it good. We, we did it. We had a good time. And now that they're older, teenager and preteen, mm-hmm. um, we all want to go back. Cause they're like, Oh, I want to go back. So we're going to try to go back again, but they, we had all, all of us had a really good time. It was amazing. Oh, I think I cried when I saw Mickey Mouse actually. Yeah. You did not. I did. I, girl. I was like, <laughs> doll with the owl. I was like, oh my God. I don't oh think you God. understand how much I worked <laughs> to come see you. I was like, oh my God, it's Mickey Mouse. Oh my God. And I think he gave me a big hug. And I think yeah. I, I think I told him, I was like, Mickey, I want to cry. Oh my God. You know, I'm like over here. Yeah. Like a mom and stuff. And I'm just like crying because, you know, it's Mickey Mouse, you know? It's yeah. like, what the heck? We made yeah. we met Tinkerbell and everything too. It was super cool. Like it was mad cool. Like we were like I was like you know what we're gonna get on the list, and I'm out there and I'm like we're reserving times for Tinkerbell and Mickey Mouse yeah. and Ariel and we're doing all these things. We're seeing everybody. Yeah. So I think it was more for me than the kids, but it's fine. It worked out. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the whole out. like industry is on it. It's a little more for the adults that that's saw it growing up and understand the changes that have gone through you know Disney 100%. and everything. Yeah, 100%. I want to go back. I want to go back. Yeah. I want to meet. Um, I I want to meet Moana more than anyone because <gasps> I feel like that was the first person that I felt looked like me. I was like, look yes. at her big, big curly hair. I was like, no way, she has curly hair. She's like brown, and she's yes. extroverted and very like you know that energy of like go getter instead of like, oh, I'm waiting for my prince you know yeah so yeah that was that that's my girl <laughs> yeah we met um Merida Merida was the first princess that we saw brave as a as a family and it was a relationship between mother and daughter that was the first movie that I was just like ah! like I was crying yeah. like crazy because I was like hugging my babies even more yeah and I loved her spirit I loved her spirit like she's like I don't need a man to do anything for me mm-hmm. and I'm just like that's what I'm talking about and so when we waited in line to see I was like we're seeing Merida I don't care so we waited and waited and waited and we finally saw Merida and I was just like I think I boohooed when I saw her too and I was just like <laughs> oh my god you know what I mean so like the kids were like all about it too because she had a really big curly red yeah. hair and it was just like different and so we just I'm in love with her right I just love her whole like persona yeah um, yeah Who, what then, she stands uh, for absolutely absolutely so definitely yeah if we ever go back I would love to see Moana too it would right. be really cool yes yeah. I'm so glad cool. that that happened for you though I do mm-hmm. want to dive into kind of like um you know that that you worked really hard for that you worked really hard and we're very proud of all you had to sacrifice all those nights all those fun times with your kids we're very proud that you got through that and here you are doing it in healthcare, which it takes it takes a certain spirit to push through (laughs) yes Yes. absolutely Mm -hmm. so for our girlies that are in healthcare, our latinas that are in healthcare, tell us your experience and and maybe a piece of advice um from from what you've been through um so i i started like i graduated respiratory school so i'm a respiratory therapist um a lot of times we get confused with nurses um, because we all work side by side with each other. Um, the only difference is, is that they are the ones who push medications and IVs and they deal with like that kind of medication when it comes to 
they're, they're the first line of defense really okay. when it comes to healthcare, when you're in a hospital, right? Um, when it comes to us, we're more specialized. So we're dealing with lungs and we're dealing with the heart. And we kind of like, we joke and we did, we, we deal above the belt, <laughs> the nurses deal below the belt kind of thing. Right. <clears throat> so that's our, that's our expertise. Yeah. And a lot of times too, we handle a lot of snot. Yeah. A lot of people don't like that. Yeah. A lot of my nurse friends are like, Ugh. they're like, I would rather change diapers all day long and deal with that mess than have to suck boogers out or have to deal with like sputum or anything like that. And me personally, like, I'm like, I'm good with sputum. I'm good with that. So there's, there's, there's a little, you know, difference there between what we do and what they do. Right. Right. That's if you have ever, yeah. If you've ever had somebody that has asthma, uh, COPD, any kind of like pulmonary issues, you more than likely have dealt with a respiratory therapist at one point in your life. Yeah. Um, so that's what we do. Um, that's what I do. Um, in my field, there aren't that many Latinas at all. No. Um, in where I live, actually, there aren't that many Latinas period, but, um, in the field where I'm at, especially we are far and few in between. Um, when I meet another respiratory therapist that is of Hispanic or Latina descent, it's usually on TikTok or it's oh. usually on Instagram. And I see them and I'm like immediately following, immediately following, because I'm like, we have to stick together, you know? And anytime I see an RT period, immediately following, because a lot of times it's a nurse culture. Yeah. I love my nurses. Don't get me wrong. I love my nurses. They do their thing. I could never be them. Mm-hmm. I could never be them. This is why I'm an RT. But every time that I see an RT out in the wild, I'm like, hey, we're friends now, you know? Yeah. Because <clears throat> we don't get the recognition that nurses do. It's just plain and simple because you don't hear about us. Yeah. But when COVID hit, that's when oh, now we're we were front. <laughs> now we Dang. were front and center because it yeah. was a respiratory illness or it was, you know, and there's like, talk of like well is it really a respiratory illness or is it a droplet illness or is it this Mm -hmm. or is it that whatever the case may be um I saw my fair share of people in the hospital with COVID and I caught it once um it's not fun thankfully I didn't it wasn't bad on my end Mm -hmm. um for me or any of my family members when we did get it but when I saw the people in the hospital, it was enough to give me PTSD for, for real. And I've seen my fair share of deaths. And it was a very, very, January of 2021 was the hardest month of my career. For sure. I was going into work, body bags were coming out. Um, in the ICU, people were dying left and right and the morgues were overfilled. So we had to wait for the morgue to make room so that we could put the departed that just died into the morgue. And as soon as a a bed was empty, we knew somebody else was going to get it. So it was like, it was like, get them in, get them out, get them in, get them out. So like, there was a point in time where you almost felt numb to death. Yeah. And I was like, this is insane. And I'm just like, I'm emotionally drained emotionally drained and yeah so I left the hospital realm for something a little bit more laid back a little bit more lax so now I'm in a nursing home so all those people who had COVID let's say that 
were the welcome out, as we say, like in the hospital that like, there's only so X amount of days that you can stay in the hospital. So now you're going to a long-term care facility slash rehab slash nursing home. And that's where I'm at now. Okay. So those people who had like COVID that ended up having to get like a, we call it a, a, a tracheostomy, which is like basically a tube in the middle of their neck. Mm-hmm. Now we maintain them at this facility now. So it's very low key, less stress, very slow paced, you know, and it's more of my jam because Mm -hmm. working in acute care, which meaning like it's rapid traumas, all these things that happen at any given moment, um, it, it wears on you. And I, you know, tip my hat to those people that are still there. Yeah, I just couldn't do it anymore. Cause yeah, it does take a specific person to maintain it. But when you get burnt out to a situation where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. And, you know, you just get in a very depressive state at all yeah. times. So wow. I needed to do something that's better, that was better for me, better for my mental health. Um, so I, I chose the route that I did. Um, a lot of my friends are still struggling with what happened in COVID when it was really, really bad. Um, but like a lot of us in healthcare, we kind of like suppress it. And we move on. Well, we I don't talk about it a lot. You, girl. I tip my hat. You Thank did you, amazing. Friend. And I'm happy that you came out victorious, even though, mm. you know, some of some of that kind of sticks with you. Um, mm. You made it out to the other side. And look at you now, inspiring other Latinas <laughs> and, and, and taking up that good ass space and doing that content. Thank you doing that content which I'm so happy that you're doing and because of all this hard work that you're putting in and I know other people kind of um you know have their struggles as well I want to know a piece of advice that you can give us to kind of keep pushing through no matter what's going on what helps you process everything and what we can carry out of this episode um I feel like staying humble is a Mm -hmm. huge part of just life in general, whether it's, whether you're pursuing your career, whatever it is that you are pursuing, whether it is, it's pursuing more content, um, out there in TikTok world, just understand that all of this can be gone in a second and just stay humble and be grateful to those who are, who are supporting you because they can find somebody else that they like in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think having that humble pie will do you well in life and in, in anything that you do. Um, Cause there's one thing that if you're going to come out here and you're going to be like, oh, chocante, and you're going to be like, ah, yeah, you know, I'm it, I'm it, I'm it, I'm it. Sis, take a seat. Thea Crystal telling you, you ain't all that. Okay. There's, mm-hmm. there's tons of others out there that are doing the same thing that you're doing, but you have to stay authentic to yourself too. That's another, that's another piece of advice. Stay authentic to, to who you are. Um, I know there's a lot of like, um, what is it called? Uh, like copy, not copy syndrome. What is it? It's just like, um, like you think that you're doing something else that, well, somebody else is already doing that. So why am I going to do that? Yeah. Well, they're not you and you're not them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You may be doing the makeup thing and you may be on here doing, you know, makeup tutorials or whatever. And there's tons of girls that are doing makeup tutorials, but they're not you yeah. or, they're out here doing podcasts, but they're not you. And they're doing mm-hmm. comedy, but they're not you, right? So just be humble and stay authentic. 
And I'm pretty sure you will definitely go far. And those of those that want to be with you because they want you, they like you, what you're doing. And they'll stick around because they see what you're doing. They're like, you know what? I like what Maddie's doing. I like her attitude. I like her vibe. She's always smiling. That's the kind of stuff that I want to see, right? Versus somebody who's tearing somebody down all the time or being negative all the time or all that stuff. That, that's not what we're here for, right? Mm-hmm. So definitely stay humble and stay authentic. And I think for now, that should be good. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. It's already but hard to tackle those things. And like, it is. You know, and it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. a struggle. But, but I mean, we're trying. Okay. Yeah, we're trying. Live, but we got take this, it day right? by day. We got that's right. Uh, yeah, we got this. Yes, full we circle. Got this. Exactly. <laughs> it all comes back to the fact that it is in within our control to right. to make our dreams happen. And um, we are stronger than we think. But we need to stay, as you say, authentic and humble, because when you do that, blessings will come. Just leave exactly. space and love the space that you're in, which is you. So yeah. let me tell you, I had, I'm blessed to have you here. I had an amazing time. And as we wrap this up, um, um, tell me what what can we expect of you um, with all the content that you're that you're putting out here. Um, honestly, I'm I'm so goofy and so random. Um, those that stop by my TikTok page or if I'm on your for you page, hit me up, hit a little like, you know, like or something. What's you know, the handle? Let me know. So we know. Let me know. Um, <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to actually, because uh, I don't really, it's crystal underscore geo. And I think it's okay. like triple underscore or double underscore. I couldn't tell you. I don't even remember. Don't you worry. But I'll I find know you. It's like, yeah. So it's crystal <laughs> underscore underscore maybe geo, G-E-E-O. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody okay. asked me, they're like, what does that mean? I was like, well, I didn't want to give them my last name, obviously. Yeah. I was like, eh, you know, but, um, I just played it off like geo, like as in crystal, like as in the rock, as in geometric form. And they're yeah. like, oh my God, that's so lame. That's so goofy. And I'm like, well, that's kind of who I am. <laughs> and that's kind of none of your business either. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of, I don't take myself seriously. I really don't. Um, the content that I post on TikTok, it's funny. Cause it's like, I'll, come off as inter- it's just strictly entertainment so mm-hmm. I don't people think that I'm single people think that I'm like upset people think that I'm sad you know people think that all these things about me but at the mm-hmm. end of the day it's just purely for entertainment now if you get on there and you're just like taking it for more than what it is then that's on you yeah. you know what I mean so I like I try not to take myself seriously at all um and it's just basically like a creative outlet for me just to make fun of myself or just to just to kind of get on there and act a fool sometimes. So, um, but yeah, the content that you see out there will definitely, most definitely, I'll probably either be in my kitchen because mm-hmm. that's what I usually do. I, I'm in my kitchen with a glass of wine or I'm at work, yeah, me too. <laughs> which, I, which, I, which I really, which I really shouldn't be, but I've learned to like have a green screen behind me because that way yeah. nothing you know gets shown or anything like that so and the uh, work is getting done you 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 know how yeah. to do your stuff so when you yeah pop on there it's because you can and you know how to handle it yeah it's not it's not that I'm I'm you know neglecting anybody it's it's I have downtime and yeah you know I'm having a little bit of fun here and there or whatever but uh 
but yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of everything, like, you know, lip syncing some audio sounds that I find funny, or I find, you know, um, pertinent to how I'm feeling for the time. Yeah. Um, or I'll get up on there and I'll just like duet somebody or I'll get up there and I'll just like, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll even sing. Cause I feel like I'm, I don't know, in my head, I feel like I'm like Selena, but I'm not, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I'll have like little kitchen karaoke or, you know, things. Kind yeah. Of thing, so, but yeah, it's all random and it's all good and it's all fun. It's all fun. So, exactly. I love that yeah. you're doing it. Keep doing it. And let me tell you, it was a pleasure to have you here. I'm it was blessed. a pleasure being here. Yes. I hope you enjoyed it. I uh, did. Yay. And this is how usually it is in my, t- in my lives too. Like we're just random talking about stuff and it's just like, as if we're doing Literally. a FaceTime. Yeah. And just getting to know one another. Just, That's what I wanted yeah. it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so. like a FaceTime. It really is. And the vibe here is like super chill. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited about this. It was not like, at first I was like, man, is she going to like interview me like with extra questions? And I was like, you know, but <laughs> like no, it's, a it's just like, interview. yeah, I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to be into, but Hey, it's a podcast. <laughs> yes, yeah. But exactly. it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's really a, cool. It's a podcast for Latinas by Latinas. And because of you being a Latina and joining me made it happen. So thank you so much for being here, Crystal. I really hope that you, we can book some time and do it again because I had absolutely yeah me too let's do it awesome I'm down well thank you once again for being here and I'll catch you on the flip side make sure to share this with your friends and chicas out here listening just know you need to follow her and support our Latinas because what is the trend for you know so muchísimas gracias yes Yes. thank you girl and I'll catch you next time see ya